my name is Emerald Carter, and we are here with Mary Frances C. Brown. And she has come to share her Brooklyn story. Brooklyn story, a short one, but a good one. Okay. I grew up in Manhattan on the Lower East Side. I'm a World War II baby. I was born in 1942. I got married in 64, and I moved over to 1414 Bergen Street, which is the Albany Houses. And then we uh, bought the condo over here at 184 Stuyvesant, and I've lived here since 1991. And Brooklyn is a beautiful place. It is the best part of the apple, okay? The brownstones, the communities, the neighborhood is a gorgeous place. I raised my kids here. They went to school here, okay? I put my babies in strollers to get traffic lights. We didn't have traffic lights in some streets, okay? And that's what we did. I don't know what people are doing now, okay? I, uh, I did boycotting. I did, uh, we boycotted Mays when Mays didn't have any black managers, okay? Way back in, this, in, this, in the early 60s, late 60s and 70s, okay? I did some <laughs> marching for this and that, okay? Um, my kids went to the Weeksville School, all right? Um, I, we did a good job, we did a good job. My oldest son is a, has a doctorate, okay, in education, all right? My youngest son is college educated. He works for um, Time Warner. My oldest granddaughter is a special ed teacher. She has two masters. My younger granddaughter is 18. She's in college now, and my 13-year-old grandson just graduated from middle, middle school. But uh, like I said, Brooklyn is the best part of the apple. My name is Mary Frances because it's a family name, and unfortunately, I'm the last one left alive. Okay, unless the next generation uses that old-fashioned name, that's it. But it's a special name. It's a family name from Virginia. My people are from Virginia. Okay. But um, I love Brooklyn. Okay. I'm so glad I live just around the corner. I can come to 625 uh, Senior Residence. They have so much going on here. And Michelle is so fantastic. She's a great person. Okay. Oh, and my husband retired from um, Metropolitan Transit. He was a transit worker. He retired. Okay. And I retired from J.P. Morgan Chase. All right. That's it. I'm a dinosaur now. I don't use a computer because I got carpal tunnel, but I need to get back on it because I need to text, learn how to text because my grandkids don't call me. They'll text me and I can't read what they say. So I'm a dinosaur. So thank you. <laughs> okay? No? Can you tell us more about um, the boycotts or any other activism you were involved in? Okay, we marched across uh, Brooklyn Bridge. Okay, like I said, we boycotted Mays because they didn't have any black um, managers there. All right. Um, I used to. I went to some of the Black Panther rallies. Okay, and me and my husband were about to join, but they started putting people in jail, and I was afraid there was nobody to raise my children. Okay, but I. I, I wish the Black Panthers they were still active. Do 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 you people know that if it wasn't for the Black Panthers, you would not have a breakfast program in public schools? They started that, you know. That's part of history. That's part of history. Okay, uh, I went to the Malcolm X rallies. Uh, he could talk. Oh, God, he could talk. We were at a rally one day, and he said, what do you call a black man that has a Ph.D.? So we were saying all kinds of things, and he said, nigger. And he was right. My mother used to clean office buildings at night when I was a little girl. And that's when the office buildings had these big old elevators with the cages, and they had elevator operators. And lo and behold, your elevator operators were black men who were college had college degrees, and they were running elevators. That's the only job they could find. So I'm hoping that we have come further than that, okay? I worry about our the next generation because they seem to be very happy with 
$300 for sneakers and the iPhone, and they're happy. But we are still, I don't know whether I should say this, we call him Donald Trump, okay? We don't want him to be president because I have a feeling that if we're not careful, we'll all be back on the plantation. May I ask you more questions? Or yeah, you go, just ahead. Don't... go ahead. Okay, good. Um, can you tell me about Weeksville? Okay, Weeksville was one of the oldest black um, communities, okay? <clears throat> and before they built the Weeksville school, they had the kids, they were digging up things, and they found artifacts from back, way back in the day. Now, I'm pretty sure you still have it. You have the Weeksville Museum. Okay, I think it's on... Um, it's on Bergen Street, further up towards Rochester, but I don't know. I haven't been there in years. But it was a fantastic school. Um, my children, my sons went to kindergarten there, and a head start, and it was run by the Bank Street College of Education, which was a private school down in Greenwich Village. And after they, get, they came, we, we parents got together and said, well, look, if you're going to run this for pre-K, you need to take it on. So then they instituted a program from kindergarten to the sixth grade. And it was just a fabulous thing. But we had a, in the school, we had a parent, what they call a parent's room. We would go in there and we would sew and talk and drink coffee and tea and talk to the teachers and different, uh, you know, educators. What, what, you know, we were not, they called us, we weren't professionals, but we were professionals. We were parents. And we knew what our kids needed to get in this world. We were also told that if your kids went to college, they wouldn't have anything to worry about it. But that's not true. Because they, they come out of school and they owe so much tuition. And they can't, my oldest daughter, before she went back to get her two masters, she went for a job, and there were 250 people for the simple one job. So she went back to school, got her two masters. She has a master's in special ed and a master's in um, literacy. But they still have to pay all this money. Okay. Can you tell me about um, Brooklyn? in like the 80s and the 90s when hip-hop was becoming yeah, hip -hop. Uh, popular? Yeah, hip-hop. My sons listened to hip-hop, but it wasn't the kind that you listen to now with the curse words, okay? We were taught that N-I-G-G-E-R, nigger, is a very, that's a hurtful word to us. But the next generation, it doesn't bother them. It's like, I don't know whether you know this, we don't use the word picnic. Do you know why? It stands for two things, things, pick a ninny and pick a nigger. So we don't use the word picnic. How many people know that? And as I, I tell, when I can talk to you, listen, I talk to young people and um, sometimes you need to find out what the root of a word is before you use it. Okay, I, um, I was in a dance ministry at Bridge Street AWME Church. I mentored for many years, and I feel very good about it. We mentored so many young ladies that are so doing so well nowadays. So when, it, when, it, when the time is up and I get on the line to see St. Peter get into heaven, he'll ask me what I did. It's right there. Okay? <laughs> Can you tell me, um, are, there, are, are there any monuments or places in Brooklyn that were iconic to basically, you know, your maturation here, you growing, growing into a woman here? No, not really. Mm -hmm. No, not really, mm -hmm. you know. And I've been all over Brooklyn. We used to, I used to walk when I had, was in good health, better health. I used to walk all over Brooklyn. It's a beautiful place. To walk across the Brooklyn Bridge, we used to walk 
cross the bridge to Manhattan and turn around and come back into Brooklyn. It's a beautiful bridge, beautiful bridge. And then you got your, your, your libraries, your business library, which they're trying to shut down and build condos over there. And then you got the big library at um, on Eastern Parkway. Beautiful places. I mean, Brooklyn is so special. Oh, Brooklyn is so special. Like I said, it's the best part of the apple. I don't care what nobody says. But that's about it, sweetie. That's my, my little brief history. Okay? I feel like I can draw so much more out of you. Like, I feel like you're rushing me. I'm not rushing you. <laughs> I'm not rushing you. Yeah, no. I don't know what else I can tell you, okay? Mm. Um, seen, I've seen so many changes. You know, the neighborhood is changing. Um, we were told, there's a rumor going around that they want to change the name, the Malcolm X Boulevard, to a different name. That's another fight we're going to have. I'm going to be on that one, too. Okay? I'm going to be right there. Kane and all. Okay? You heard that one. There's a rumor going around. I don't know how true it is. But beautiful. What a beautiful place it is. A beautiful place to raise children. If you cannot find something to do in New York and in Brooklyn, to take your kids to, okay? Something's wrong with you. Me and a couple of friends of mine, we would take our kids to every street fair there was in Manhattan and Brooklyn. And the Atlantic Antic, oh, wasn't that beautiful? Yeah, the Atlantic, you ever been to Atlantic Antic? You need to go, sweetie. That was a beautiful thing. What is it? Come on. It's a big street fair, and it's called the Atlantic Antic. And all your vendors are out there, different food. I wanted my kids to come out of the community to see other people, because sometimes, uh, I shouldn't say this, sometimes our kids get around people from other cultures and they think there's something lacking in them, and it's not. But take them around, I got them to eat different foods that I don't normally cook. So we went to uh, Penn Dutch on bus trips, okay, uh, Disney World. I could go to Disney World and sit there every day, those fountains are so beautiful. But um, take your kids out, get them out, even if you just have to pay coffee and fix a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and take a bottle of water with you. Get them out to the different street fairs. Let them see different people, different cultures, see different food, listen to different music. Okay, my youngest brother, uh, he was a steel drummer. He played in a steel band. And both my brothers are gone now, both of them. My grandmother was from uh, Virginia. She lived to be 95. My mother's birthday is next Monday. She'll be 92. So I'm blessed. Still, my mother, my father died in 2011, but I still have my mother and I have my sister. I'm blessed. Where did you all um, go as kids? Like, where did your parents? What did your parents expose you to? Okay, being that my parents are from Virginia, I don't know whether they still do it or not. In the the first week, the first Sunday in August, people would would travel back to down south. They had a big picnic day at the churches. And that's, we would go down there every year for that. And um, I see kids having to go to summer school. My mother and father would have killed us if we had to go to summer school and they couldn't, we couldn't go down to Virginia. They would have, okay? They would, my, my, mother, my mother and father were rough people, but they were very old fat. They were World War II. My father was a World War II vet. And he had stripes, he was a sergeant. 
And I have a friend that's a special, uh, tied from Special Forces, and he's back in World War II for him to get stripes. He went through some changes. And uh, I'm gonna tell you this and I'm gonna finish. My sons didn't go into the Army, okay? And they always wanted their grandfather <coughs> to tell them about World War II. And he wouldn't, he got rid of his uniform and everything. I still have his discharge papers. But what happened is, um, and it was just, wasn't just him, they came back from World War II, came back to the United States and got called niggers. And it hurt them so bad, so bad. And there's only a few World War II veterans left. Only, oh, I'm supposed to be walking, Lord, I must have walking, oh, glory. My exercise clothes. Okay. Thank you, sweetheart, love you. Thank you, Miss Mary Francis. You're welcome.